Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Apart from being the world's best-known scientist, Albert Einstein, even years after his death, is a very big earner. His name and image rights make millions and have been the source of much legal antagonism. The journalist Simon Parkin has been writing about this. Simon, good afternoon. Hi there. When, so when Einstein died, who inherited his estate? So uh, Einstein died in 1955 and in his will, he, uh, he left all of his papers and manuscripts to the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, which is the, the top university in Israel that uh, Einstein had co-founded in the early 20th century. Um, so at the, in his will specified that when his um, daughter and his secretary died, uh, all of the rights would transfer to the university. So they could then publish his books and whatever, and you know, funds raised from that could help support the work of the university. Right. Now, but Einstein died in New Jersey. Uh, and that seems to be a significant legal factor here. Yeah, well, at, at the time that Einstein died, there was no such concept of publicity rights um, and certainly none for celebrities who had died. So nowadays, I think we might understand that if you see a picture of Marilyn Monroe or James Dean or something used in an advertisement, that perhaps his estate or his heirs might benefit from that. There was none of that in the 1950s. This only really came into law in the mid-1980s. Um, and uh, it's really a bit of a mess, I would say, the, the actual law governing these things. So currently in the United States, States, um, the state in which you die specifies ha- whether you have posthumous publicity rights and for how long they, l- they last for. So in Einstein's case, he died in New Jersey and uh, that particular state um, allows the estates and, and heirs of, of um, a celebrity to benefit from you know, their image rights uh, in in perpetuity, um, so you know, for, forever um, at, at the moment. Um, so you know, the, the the Hebrew University has using uh, various methods over the decades, sort of sought out any advertiser or marketer or anyone who's tried to put Einstein's name or image on their product without first seeking permission and coming up with some sort of payment arrangement. And mm. this has resulted in numerous legal cases. And now, was there a gap between the death of Einstein and uh, the, uh, the mid eighties when this law came in? were, you know, the people were playing fast and loose, if you like, with Einstein's image. Yeah, so really the the sort of law around posthumous publicity rights was spearheaded by a Californian lawyer called Roger Richman. Uh, and he, he had the idea in the early 80s that um, you know, really the estates and heirs of, of celebrities should be benefiting financially from um, from any associations of their relatives on products um, and also should have some like degree of control so you know if your father or mother had been a you know well-known Hollywood actor or actress uh, you wouldn't want just anyone appropriating their image and putting it on any any kind of uh, you know product that mm. maybe uh, you know might bring their name into disrepute or something like that and so yeah R- Rickman really pioneered this Californian law uh, of post 
posthumous uh, publicity rights. And it was uh, Richmond's father had been a friend of Einstein's. And so in the mid 80s, when he manages to get this Californian law passed, he approaches the Hebrew University of Jerusalem and says, will you let me manage Einstein's publicity rights for you? Uh, and the university agreed. And so he then spent uh, the next uh, the decades before he, he died, um, you know, pursuing anyone and everyone who tried to use Einstein's image uh, on their on their product or service, which lots of people have been doing since the fifties without permission. Right, and did he do it out of the goodness of his own heart? Well, uh, I mean, he would certainly say that uh, he saw it as something of a, of a moral cause. So he, you know, felt uh, uh, he, he was a big fan of Einstein's, and you know, really hated the idea that people might be using Einstein to, you know, sell tobacco or alcohol or gambling products or things like that. So he would certainly say that uh, you know he was motivated for for the right reasons, but but also he was very successful in in extracting money from big multinational companies like the Walt Disney Company, uh, who licensed uh, Einstein's name for its baby Einstein products uh, from Apple computers. Uh, Steve Jobs paid, I think, $600,000 to use Einstein's image in, um, in, a, in an ad campaign in the 90s. And so, yes, it was certainly a very profitable work as well. Yeah. So, And, and Richmond like, got a, a fairly sizable chunk of all those payouts. Yeah, so um, Richmond, um, the, the, the deal did tilt in the university's favour. So they took 65% of, of any licensing agreements uh, and, and Richmond took the rest. Uh, or if it was um, a company being taken to court, then Richmond would take 50-50 with the, with the university. Right, okay. And so the, and, and the Hebrew University, now I suppose now that that precedent has been set... Um, is there any estimate of how much money the Hebrew University makes from this? Well, uh, Einstein is a is a very still desirable person for advertisers and marketers. He's sort of the the embodiment of genius, I suppose. Still, you know, all these years after his death and is probably the most recognizable icon of the 20th century. So yeah, from 2006 to 2017, he was in the top 10 highest earning historic figures, uh, earning uh, around $12.5 million a year. So in total, I think a, a very conservative estimate would put his, his earnings posthumously at a quarter of a billion dollars right. um, to date. Uh, and while you can you know, easily imagine, you know, you don't want Einstein's image to be used to sell cigarettes or, or gambling or something that the uh, um, at the same time uh, did he intend it to be this way did he intend by bequeathing his estate to the Hebrew University that they would be making these massive amounts of money off him well, uh, that is the that is the, the billion dollar question. So Einstein, during his lifetime, resisted pretty much all attempts to commercialize his name and his image. He was a he was a very very famous person, um, you know, right from the nineteen uh, twenties uh, all around the world. And so you can imagine all sorts of people wanted to use Einstein's name and image for their own commercial purposes. And he resisted pretty much all of those, even ones that you might have thought were harmonious, such as mm-hmm. 
the uh, university rebranding as Einstein University. He blocked things like that. Um, and certainly when he died, there was no concept of publicity rights. So there's no way critics of, of the Hebrew universities, um, you know, what, what it sort of uh, argues its position is, critics of that will say, well, there's no way Einstein could have left his publicity rights because they didn't exist at that time. Mm. So um, it's not fair for you to uh, sort of, you know, go hunting for Einstein contraband all around the world in the way that you do. Um, but then the university, I think, would would counter argue and say, well, you know, he, he left all of his papers to us. Why would he not have also included um, you know, the, the rights to his image? And, and he supported the university and would probably have been happy raising money for its uh, educational aims and objectives. Mm, well, no doubt he would have been. But when you approach the university and, and ask to give their side a, a- of the argument, Simon, were they, were they fulsome in that? No, they were not forthcoming at all. Um, and uh, so, yes, mainly told me that they didn't know the answers to my questions or that they had no interest in answering them, um, which was all done through um, a moderator as well over email. So, uh, so yeah, but thankfully, Roger Richmond's son um, ha- passed me his unpublished memoir that had all sorts of details about the work he had done. And then I also got to speak to a former employee of the uh, Hebrew University, whose job it was for more than a decade to sort of uh, arbitrate on which items should be allowed to use Einstein's name and image and which ones shouldn't be. So um, he was able to fill in a lot of the gaps as well. Yeah, because it, is it clear who within the university is making those decisions as to what's appropriate and what's not? <sighs> Um, not not right now. So all that all that I was told is that there's a panel of experts who deliberate on, on these uh, commercial opportunities. So what happens is, I suppose, if you're a company and you want to use Einstein's name or image on your product, uh, you, you get in contact with an agency called Greenlight, who are the ones who manage all of this. And then they take your proposal to the Hebrew University. And then something happens behind closed doors. There's mm. some deliberations from people whose names and identities we haven't been told who then you know use some criteria to decide whether or not you're going to be successful and then let you know um so yeah they weren't forthcoming on that and this situation then presumably will prevail forever or until the law might be changed in in new jersey where einstein died well well richmond was alive he said that posthumous publicity rights should behave in much the same way as copyright does. So that's mm. 70 years after the creation, at which point it enters the public domain. And certainly, you know, in the UK, that's what's happened with, you know, Queen Victoria or Winston Churchill, and um, you know, who, who can be seen in, in lots of places without needing to pay a license fee. Um, but I think the Hebrew University will want to try to um, defend their right to um, profit, I suppose, and, and control the use of Einstein's image indefinitely. So until, yes, a, a sort of US, United States-wide um, law is introduced, which doesn't currently exist, then it's, it will be up to the to the states, to the federal law, uh, which at the moment is very uneven. And, and almost half of the states in the US don't have any law at all regarding posthumous publicity rights. So it is, as one law professor at Washington State University told me, the law is a, a complete mess around this. Simon, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was fascinating. Simon Parkin there. That's our lot for today. Our production team, Ashling Moore, Simon Tierney, Sean Reedy and Michael Quill again. Kieran's up next on The Hard Shoulder. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2. See you then.
Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.